You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. She's got the news. She talks with newsmakers. She encourages us to laugh, and she cries with us. Speaking truth to power and questioning authority daily, it's The Nicole Sandler Show. Twitter every nanosecond, eyes got a glint, minutes go slow, you know, Trump will squawk, Trump will screech, throw his friends out of reach, under a bus, I got a feeling there's a miracle due, gonna come true, coming to us, he could be a jailbird, arrest is coming, rest assured, If we can wait, arrest is coming, we don't know on what day, Don will pay, check my heart rate. With a click, with a shock, arms get pinned back, cuffs will lock, seven squad cars, cops are coming, don't know when, but it's soon, lock that loon up behind bars, that Arrested, what a thrill. We'll all be there. Come on, Alvin, come on in. Don't be shy, nail that guy for the cash trade. He made with Stormy. Just do this one thing for me. Who knows? Justice just out of reach. Do your job, we beseech. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. 
a man, camera, uh, child, I don't know, uh, production. What do they call themselves? <laughs> uh, something like that. Man, woman, camera is what they call themselves. Uh, just another uh, couple that does these wonderful parody videos. Um, it hasn't happened yet. Maybe soon, someday will. Trump will be perk walked still. I just made that up. All right. Sorry, I won't sing anymore. Um, uh, Hi, I'm back. So a little rusty because I was gone for a week. Actually, I wasn't gone at all. I was here. But um, yeah, (laughs) Uh, Klaatu is asking about my eyes. And yes, I am wearing my glasses. Here's the thing. I can't wear makeup yet. So I I prefer to keep my my eyes partially covered until I can... Um, put the makeup on, you know, but um, eyes are doing fine. It was my right eye. What happened was the surgery that I had a few months ago, they told me that once that healed, the cataract was going to grow quickly and that I would soon need cataract surgery. And that's what happened. My right eye was worse than it was before the first surgery. So I had to get that done. Good news is that by like, I had the surgery last Monday. By Wednesday, I could I could see. I mean, I wasn't even wearing the glasses. Now they're a little, you know, that sight. I don't know. It's still healing. Let's put it that way. I've got another week at least of healing. And then I go back to the doctor uh, a week from tomorrow. And um, so that's where I am. Um, all heal. Well, getting better anyway. But my psyche is not. Because watching what what is going on in the world, uh, last week when I wasn't on air, and now today, I just you know I I I know that it's important that talking about what's going on is important that our voices on the left are heard because the voices on the right are insane and they're really fucking loud. But boy, um. There was a there was a pressure that was taken off my back um, for that week, and I was putting together a show every day to run. I hope you listened to the audio stream because I put together some good best ofs, and I don't really do the best of thing. I go back years and years because we've got an archive that goes back twenty or thirty years, and so I can pull from this week in history ten years ago, thirteen years ago. All that stuff. Anyway, um, so we did that. The shows are all posted. If you didn't listen because you thought, well, it's just going to be a rerun of something that aired last week. I don't do that. So there was some good stuff there. It's all posted uh, at NicoleSandler.com. It's something like, um, uh, you know, look back at this week through history or something like that. And there are five shows posted there. So enjoy. There's no paywall at NicoleSandler.com. But I do run, um, you know, off of your generosity. We we are supported by uh, your your gener- generous support. So please do. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you about my Blendjet too again because they're back. But you know, yes, I started the show today with that parody about Trump being arrested, and he wasn't. And here's the thing: the only person who said that he was going to be arrested last week was him. And all he does is lie. So have we learned yet 
that what he says, what comes out of his mouth is not worth the air displacement it moves around because he lies about everything. So um, he wasn't arrested. I understand that the grand jury was going to reconvene today, but they did on Thursday of last week to deal with a different issue. So don't believe anything Trump says. And don't worry, I'm not going to play any audio from his Nuremberg rally in Waco, Texas on Saturday night because I didn't pull any of it. You've heard enough of it. It's disgusting. How anybody still listens to that man, I do not know. I do not know. Tamara in the chat room says, we pay over $5,000 for cataract surgery, and in India, it's 70 bucks. We get ripped off. Well, we do get ripped off. Um, my surgery, just in case you were wondering, is $1,800. Now, check this out. Check this out, because my insurance covers cataract surgery, but they'll only cover the old way that they did it, which is doing an incision in your eyeball, like with a knife, actually physically cutting your eyeball. Insurance would pay for that. But the newer advanced laser surgery that's less dangerous and more accurate and a better results, they won't pay for. So, you know, it just showed up in the mail here. I don't know what I did with it because, you know, it's, oh, it's here it is, unfortunately. The respect that I have for... um bills. No, I do. I pay my bills. Um, my bill from the uh, eye doctor just happened to arrive today. 18. You see it? Oh, I'm showing my address. $1,800. $1,800. So it's not 5000 Then again, it's only one eye. And insurance, I'm still going to call the insurance company and say, what? What? what is the deal here? You'd pay for the a knife to cut my eyeball, but you won't pay for the um, the laser surgery that's more accurate, that has better outcomes? Unbelievable. So, of course, I, I'm going to pay for it, but why am I paying for insurance? Just, you know, rhetorical question there. All right, on to the shooting. I, you, you can tell I'm trying to talk about anything but, but we have to. Because I'm preparing for today's show. And by the way, Rebecca Jones will be here in just a few minutes. Um, And we will talk Florida because how can you not? But I took a break from my work here, walked out in the living room, TV was on, and I see another shooting in an elementary school, this one in Nashville. Three kids dead, three adults dead. Shooter dead. By the way, I'm putting a picture up for those of you watching one of the video streams. We are today, I think, on all fronts. We're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, and uh, Twitch and Twitter, and probably not LinkedIn because LinkedIn um, uh, flagged my post promoting the show and accused me of bullying and harassment. I will tell you what the post said in just a moment, but hey, LinkedIn... I got a song for you, but uh, but I'm not going to play it now. This is a congressman, Andy something or other, who represents Nashville. And this is Andy's Christmas card. He and his family are standing around the Christmas tree, and they're all holding their guns. 
because the family that shoots together dies together. I don't know. I don't understand this. So, by the way, I did just tweet at that congressman. His name happens to be, uh, uh, let me let me find it. <laughs> um, uh, um, let's see. Uh, his name is Andy Ogles, O-G-L-E-S. And I retweeted that picture of him and I wrote, hey, at Andy Ogles, is this you? You thinking of, are you thinking and praying today? What if your kids were in that school? No comment? You're awfully quiet today, you massive piece of shit. And here we go again. You know, if you thought this wasn't going to happen again, then you're not paying attention. This is what happens. And now in this state where I live, and of course in, um, you know, opposite world speak, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the governor, moron death sentence, calls it the free state of Florida. Well, that's Orwellian. No, it is the fascist state of Florida. And you know what? I don't understand why other members, members of Congress and other um, uh, elected officials in power don't say what it is. They're afraid of using the words. And I get it because in this, oh, I guess I should, I should take that picture down because it's kind of offensive. Sorry about that. In this day and age, um, everything's offensive, right? So I'm offended by that picture. I am, you know, I am offended by them saying that their thoughts and prayers are with the families, etc. But they get offended by books. They get oh, we're going to get into all that. So you know what? Um, let me let me for a moment tell you one thing you can do to support this program because you know we're not behind a paywall. But we do occasionally have sponsors, and our sponsor, the Blendjet. The Blendjet 2 is back. And so I'm making my my trusty afternoon coffee drink pick-me-up. So in this beautiful blender that's almost whisper quiet, I've got coffee. I've got some um, some uh, a chocolate protein powder and a bunch of ice. So I'm making myself a mid-afternoon pick-me-up um, slushy, coffee slushy. And, and I promise you, it's going to be delicious. And there you go. That's it. It's done. I'm going to drink it. You can get your Blendjet. And they're offering the same deal they did before. 12% off and free two-day shipping. Just go to Blendjet.com and use the promo code FEEDME12. All one word, FEEDME12. And the number 12 is for the uh, 12% off. Mm, that's good. And I need the caffeine kick. All right, so uh, blendjet.com, promo code FEEDME12. You get 12% off and free two-day shipping, and you support the program. Okay, now I told you Rebecca Jones was going to be here. Hopefully you heard the first time she was on. Let me explain what happened here. You know, each day before I go on the air, I send out a tweet. I post it on Facebook. I put it on LinkedIn. I don't do all the social media things, but I do those few, and So I got a notice a little while ago from LinkedIn that they took down my post. I got a notice. Your post doesn't comply with our policies. It was removed for bullying and harassment. Excuse me? Let me tell you. (laughs) Here's the post that that I wrote. 
I, I, it was, it's what I, it's the description that's on today's show video that is on YouTube, that is on Facebook, that is on Twitter and Twitch, but not on LinkedIn because they took it down. Here's what I wrote. I'm back and so is Rebecca Jones. I said, well, that week went by quickly. I'm back from eye surgery and we have lots to talk about today. First, another idiot with a gun shoots up an elementary school, this one in Nashville. This time, it was a 28-year-old woman who killed three children and three adults before the cops finally put her down. I have no more words for this. And this comes as Florida's legislature is pushing a bill through the process to do away with gun permits and training for concealed carry. Unreal. And I continued, but that's only the tip of the iceberg of what's being destroyed here in the Sunshine State. So I'm thrilled that Rebecca Jones returns to the program today. She's the Florida scientist and whistleblower who exposed fraud in Florida's COVID-19 reporting and has been attacked, vilified, doxxed and defamed by DeSantis and his army of trolls ever since. I'm glad that she's still speaking out and hasn't let the fascists silence her. So I posted about how she's being harassed and bullied. And LinkedIn says, we found your post does not comply with our professional community policies on bullying and harassment. It has been removed and only you can access it. Fucking kidding me. So yeah, I challenged it and I complained to them. But this is just... You know, this, this is the problem with AI that you're hearing so much about. It's because these companies who are raking in the big bucks refuse to pay human beings to moderate their social media networks. And so it's AI looking for words, I guess, like I included in my post, therefore telling me that I violated their policy. This is the problem. Hire human beings. How's that for a concept? All right. Um, With that, let me bring our guest in. So as I mentioned, Rebecca Jones is the scientist, uh, the former Florida official who whose job it was to report on the number of covid cases and deaths here in the state of Florida. And I guess she was a little too accurate So the governor doesn't like the numbers. So he went after Rebecca Jones and um, that was pretty public. Uh, And and Rebecca, it still it still continues to this day. These people have not stopped harassing you, have they? No. Uh, In fact, I kind of sorry, I clicked button Um, publicized a specific set of harassment this morning um, after finding out that my younger sister who was pregnant with her first child went into labor prematurely and um, everything looked like it was going okay. And then, you know, I woke up to this like furious messages and phone calls saying that um, my baby niece had to be flown um, airlifted to a specialized NICU somewhere else. And, you know, after she got there, her um, oxygen levels were still dropping and it's just, my older sister, who's still in Mississippi, and I were trying to think of ways to help. And I realized that I really can't do anything without inviting the shitstorm that I deal with every day into my sister's life. She's a very private person. She made one video that she asked me to publish, and it was when her husband was dying of COVID during Delta because uh, 
he was an offshore oil rig worker and it was like July and, you know, they live in close quarters and it's too hot to just be outside. Um, he got it really bad. And that was like the only thing I've always asked anybody in my family, if there's anything you want the world to know, just let me know and I'll do it. And um, that was the only time she ever wanted it. Other than that, she's very private. And I I mean, we were thinking about setting up a like a chain uh, meal thing where, you know, you try to connect with people in the area who can like cook them food while mm-hmm. back and forth because she has a stepson who's at my son's age as well. And um I started to fill out the forms and for, you know, transparency purposes, the person who's organizing it, uh, their name is published and their email address is published. And so I told my older sister, I was like, well, I can't, I can't sign this up with my stuff. You know, they have internet um, algorithms set up to monitor anytime I'm mentioned on anything. And in order to set up a, you know, meal chain, you have to know the address that you're supposed to deliver it with. So I didn't want my sister's home address during this period of her life made public to all these people who have sent me death threats to my house, to my cell phone and, you know, everything else. And so my sister's a public school teacher in Mississippi, the one who's uh, my older one. And so she has to wait until tonight um, to set it up. And I was like, I can't share it either because that's de facto doing the same thing. And um, I thought we talked about maybe setting up a GoFundMe for her or, starting her an account on like Uber Eats or something so that people can just ship gift, you know, food delivery or something. And I realized that anything that I do to help my sister is going to invite things into her life that no, no person really deserves, but I'm, I'm very protective of my kid sister because she's, she's an RN nurse who uh, has worked ER. She was on the front lines during COVID. She's done hospice. She is, probably one of the least deserving people of what she's going through that I've ever met. And so I can't help her and uh, I can't be there, you know, cause I'm not up to date on my freaking boosters and I should have, we didn't expect think, her for another month. So, you know, I was waiting until like next week, but, and um, it just, it's, I'm so angry and sad for her that she's going through it. And I'm angry that I can't help in the ways that like 99% of people would be able to help. Without- and the reasons that you can't help is because these people, I, and I use the word loosely, the, I, I'm, trolls, these animals, I, 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 that lowers us to their level. But there's got to be a different word because they're certainly not human. These idiots are harassing you. And, and I can attest to it because, look, you were on the show a few months back. And you warned me. You said there's a, a a handful of these people. It's a small list, but they're prodigious. They they are they. It's like this is their goal in life to harass you. And oh my God, they went after me for about two days, and I just blocked all of them and ignored them. And finally, they stopped. And today, you posted a list of basically those same people, and I noticed one of them who actually is two of the accounts, has me blocked, and I have the other ones blocked. It, it's, it sucks that it's come to this, but here, your sister is in a different state. Your niece is in the neonatal intensive care unit, and you can't help her because if you put yourself out there, these idiots are not only going to swarm you, they will swarm her as well. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still going to help in, in other ways, obviously. It's just that every time like we want to think of any normal person should be able to do without fear. I couldn't do it. And 
you know, it, it's weird because when my parents lost their house um, in the tornadoes in Mississippi during COVID, I start, that was the first GoFundMe I'd ever started. I wasn't quite sure how to do it at first and it didn't get like a whole lot of money, but you know, I tried to help them by doing that because I was at work at Florida and I couldn't leave my job because I was the only person in the state who even had access to the data, the COVID data to upload it every single day. And, you know, there, I never felt a fear of being associated with that or that my parents would be threatened or harmed if I published it. You know, there's this whole other level now that I have to worry about the safety of everybody who associates with me. Every person, like you've mentioned, like they start immediately started it on you and you're right. They sit around all day, every day waiting for me to post something anywhere. It doesn't matter where it's at. If it's on Facebook, if it's on Instagram, if it's on TikTok, they have alerts set up. So as soon as I post something, they get it. And they immediately start harassing me and stalking me. And right now they're doing it on the fucking post that I wrote about this, about my sister's baby being in NICU. I saw that. That is how vile and disgusting disgusting these people are. My heart goes out to you. I'm, I'm appalled. Now, here's the thing. We spoke two weeks ago. I was out last week. You were going to come on on the Friday, my last day before my surgery. And, And then things got busy. You couldn't, you, you had, you had to travel I got so we said okay we'll do it on Monday the day I get back no worries and then this morning I get a a, a message from you and you and you explain the situation about your niece I'm like no problem go you know I hope the baby's okay and then you couldn't get a flight and uh, uh, it's it's so yeah, hard as soon as I could get a flight to Maine was tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't going to be like five grand to do it right. and. Um, after talking to my mom, you know, my mom's there, my grandmother's there, you know, they don't have like a mansion. Um, and they've got a teenage, you know, boy that's still at home. Who's pretty much just hanging out with my mom right now because my sister and her husband are at the hospital and it just felt like it would be a lot. And, you know, then I talked to her and I hadn't gotten my booster since last year for COVID and I scheduled it for next week thinking I'd have three weeks. Wow time period for it to actually take effect before I went up there. And I just, I've caught freaking everything this year. I caught COVID twice. I oh. caught the flu twice. Like I don't traveling and in, in fragile situations. I just, I just feel like I'd make everything worse. And I feel like me trying to help and in, in the ways that like any, like I said, any regular person should would make things worse. And I'm, I'm like, so angry yeah you know and, what and, and you have every right to be person who intentionally like did this i could see that but it's funny because if you go back to may 2020 i i didn't speak out for six days almost uh, not in any sort of depth i hid for five from the press because i didn't want to be any part of any story i only spoke out after they published this horribly false article in the daily mail of all places you know, outside of the reach of our libel laws. And I didn't, I mean, I begged the reporter who broke the story to take it down. I begged him. I still have that email. I begged him. I said, please, I said, I will, I will talk to you. Just, I don't, I don't want my name. I don't want any of this to happen. I just, he, he was kind of like, well, that's kind of out of the bag. And, and as I've mentioned before, he was right. And we've become friends, but he had a story and he had an obligation to the public to publish it, but like, I didn't want any of this. I didn't do right. anything wrong either. And that's the worst part is this all happened because DeSantis took 
what happened personally and decided to wage a war. And after raiding my house, PR was so freaking bad for him that they thought it was going to spoil his chances to run for president. And so that's when they started all this shit. Yeah. And and the thing is, he's doing a pretty good job of digging his own grave because his culture wars, his war on everything, his war on woke is backfiring on him. There's a new uh, Wall Street Journal poll out. And basically what it says um, uh, that uh, this poll should scare Republicans relying on, quote, woke attacks um, because because even Republicans don't like it. They think Tolerance is as important as money. Book banning is far worse than offensive content. And majorities think society has been about right or not gone far enough on a range of of DEI issues, of, of you know, woke yeah. issues. I mean, that's what it is. People do not feel like Ron DeSantis. Woke is not a dirty word. It's good to be aware of what's happening and the injustices in our society to certain segments of our society. You know, this opposite world that he lives in is not resonating with people and they're getting to know his whiny personality when he stands up and answers questions. You hear that voice and you go, ugh, that's this guy who's supposed to be the Republican savior. No, he's a twerp and, and he's the bully and the harasser. So um, I, I don't want to rehash what we talked about last time because we could do that, but people can go back and listen to your last appearance here because we went through that. But just know, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis, I think, it, look, as bad as Trump is, DeSantis is scarier to me because he should know better. He's better ed- educated. He understands, I would think, how things work, and he's still just going down this fascist road to what end I don't understand. And these people who are doing his dirty work for him, attacking you, do you think they're doing it of their own accord? I mean, I know he wants his own, his own police force that, which they've decided to build right in my backyard. Oh, lovely. Of all places. So tell us about what, what is planned for this thing and how he can get away with it. Do you know? Um, it's, it's kind of a long, complicated thing. He's going off of this old, like militia law and actually uh, some states do still have one. Um, so it's not unheard of to have something like this in a state. It's just that it's kind of archaic and, and not used so often anymore. Uh, putting it here is especially, uh, strange considering there's not a whole lot less of west of Tallahassee. That's kind of why I like living here. I grew up in rural deep South and, you know, I live in Navarre and I guess they're going to plan to build this entire thing right here. district, Which is fine. That's fine. It's totally a normal place to pick to put it. We we don't have like more than we have one, I think level one trauma hospital in the entire panhandle, but we'll have the state police militia, whatever headquarters here now too. Um, I, I, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But, it's okay um, about the about the, people, the people who engage in this. Yeah, I mean, we know that some of them are paid. Um, hmm. There's been some work done by other people who have been, you know, documenting QAnon, and, and there's a lot of overlap with that. Unsurprisingly, um, people who were common between both um, viral kind of conspiracy theories, and uh, some of them, I'm not sure of. I actually was reading an article the other day about this um, British woman who killed herself when people found out that she was one of the chief 
harassers of this couple whose daughter was four and kidnapped. And this was in the UK. And apparently this woman became strangely obsessed and thought that the parents were lying. Now it's since been found out that no, of course they had nothing to do with it. It was this guy who was a convicted child rapist. Um, but she dedicated her whole life every day, all day to just harassing these parents, accusing them of, you know, doing something to their daughter and lying about it, digging up all these documents that she obviously misquoted or misrepresented to try to substantiate it. She listed herself on her will as an investigative reporter, even though she had never worked as an investigative reporter. And she just became this sick, obsessed person. And I, that really reminds me of this one woman who's on this, who lives in Port St. Joe, Lucy, her name's Cheryl Renaud. She got a cease and desist way back in like 2021 and has created all of these fake accounts, usually with her ugly dog in the picture of it. Rosie is one of them. CLR something, something, okay. which is her initials. Uh, Cheryl Lynn Renard. It's like, at least don't use your initials if you're, if you're trying to be anonymous, but you know, operates five or six accounts, pretends to be a Democrat, does all this other stuff to try to get people to listen to her. And we've, receive some leaked documents about who's getting paid. And I have yet to find anything that says that she's getting paid. So she's just doing this for herself. It looks like, which I don't even know if that's worse. I don't know if it's worse to get paid to do it and to just not care or to actually be a part of it and make it consume your whole life for this long. We're talking years now. And because you enjoy it. Right. I, I don't I don't know which is worse. Now, I, I do have a question for you, Rebecca, from the chat room. And um, Karate Joe is asking about your lawsuit. Now, did you have a lawsuit against the police for when they raided your house? Did you have a lawsuit against DeSantis for what? What was the lawsuit? And did you drop it? No, our lawsuit was actually just filed about two weeks ago. Okay. Um, actually, it could have been a week. I don't know. It's been such a crazy few weeks. But very Oh, it was on the anniversary of when I launched the dashboard. So it was um, March 13th. So we filed our whistleblower lawsuit against the state um, Department of Health and people in their individual and professional capacity for my wrongful termination, retaliation, violation of First Amendment rights, um, the whole shebang. We had to wait until we had um, exhausted all procedural remedies before we could get the green light from the state to file it. And that just happened last fall. So for the past few months, we've been working on the lawsuit and we filed it. Two weeks ago today. Good. Okay. So I give you so much credit, Rebecca Jones. You, you know, in the face of these people coming after you, which is frightening. It is, and you've got children, and you, you know, you have a life. Um, you still are are not backing down. You ran for Congress. You actually ran against Matt Gates, one of the most reprehensible creatures in Congress. So thank you for that. Um, with all the, the backlash, all the, the noise that they're making uh, against you, you stood up. You're, you're doing a podcast, the Misinformational Podcast. You write a Substack newsletter, which people can get at Rebecca Jones, R-E-B-E-K-A-H, note the spelling, RebeccaJones.substack.com. You're also writing a book? Yeah, I'm going to finish. <laughs> it's, um, it comes and goes. I go through spurts of writing just. Oh, hold on. We lost for some reason. My uh, it's out for days, and then I won't work on it. We're we're back. Um, we're good. Yeah, we're good. I, okay, I can hear you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. Sometimes I write for days, and then I won't touch it for a month. Uh, it's just kind of whenever the 
creative, I guess, um, drive is working and, you know, I have time on top of everything else. Cause like you said, I, you know, I have two kids, so they take up a bit of time. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's coming along though. It's definitely taken a different form from when I first, um, got approached about writing it back in like August of 2020 because so much has happened. Um, at first it was just going to be a book about how we Florida just basically screwed up the initial few months of the response. And now I've had to condense that down itself to like three chapters. So um, that's a big part of editing it and going back and being like, okay, we need, we have a whole nother thing that has happened here. So we need to cut back in other places and certainly going to cover a lot of ground um, in each chapter. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that you're remaining outspoken and you're calling everyone from DeSantis on down on their shit because if we don't do it, who will, you know, I mean, and you, and you, you, you try to keep everything in perspective and you fight back against these people and you're not, you're not rolling over. A a lot of people would run away and I'm glad you haven't. You did try that. I mean, when I was first outed by DeSantis, like I said, I hid from the press. I didn't Mm. want anything to do with that. Uh, It was only after they went after my family that I decided to speak out Mm. Um, after the raid and when we moved to Maryland, I got sick with COVID and it took me quite a long time to come back from it. Um, I kind of took a step back from doing media appearances and I focused more on like long form stuff. Like I did the big Cosmo, um, ex Cosmopolitan thing, um, which was weird for me, uh, as a person who doesn't do like beauty shots to be, um, in a beauty magazine. So, um, I did stuff like that, but I wasn't beating it down every day in the news the way that I was before. And it it didn't make things any better. They still did it. Right. Uh, that's when he hired Christina Pusho and who I had to get a restraining order against. And now then she got her job with DeSantis. Was DeSantis's spokesperson, his press secretary, basically. Yeah. And she went on personal attacks after you. Yeah. 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 And um I realized that they're gonna I mean there was a whole 18 months when they had me kicked off of Twitter and I wasn't even on the platform, and yet I was still being stalked and harassed constantly by the same group of people, even though I wasn't even there. And so it doesn't matter if I keep standing up and fighting back. The fact is that I'm a problem for DeSantis running for president. So until this presidential cycle is over, they're not going to leave me alone. And I'm not going to do what I tried to do once and just be quiet for my own self's sake, because it's not going to stop them. Nothing will stop them except for maybe jail. And I wouldn't know how to live with myself, right, I yeah. think, if I just didn't speak out about things that are wrong. I got it. I, I Believe me, I fully understand that because you have to. There comes a point where you can't just let them keep doing this. It's like it's this is akin to LinkedIn calling me out, accusing me of harassing and bullying for writing about what's going what they're doing to you. It's opposite world. I talk about that all the time. So, Rebecca, though, one thing that you are doing in your in your newsletter on your podcast, you are talking about what's happening here in Florida, uh, because I think the best thing we can do is just be honest about what DeSantis is doing. The, the things it's every day, something else, just abhorrent, just horrible from the banning of books to this open carry or the, I'm sorry, concealed carry without a license, without any required training. 
And on a day like today when in an elementary school in Asheville, three children and three adults are killed by somebody with a gun, um, the DeSantis people are out there screaming about how this is constitutional carry. Well, no, it isn't. And this is dangerous. And we need to keep talking about it. So what else have you noticed? I mean, the, the legislature is in session. Why does it keep doing this? Sorry, I'm having uh, some kind of weird audio problems today. Um, hopefully it's back. Can you hear me? Uh-oh, maybe you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, so what what are you focusing on uh, I, every time I see that the, the legislature has passed another bill? Today he signed into law <clears throat> a school voucher program that will allow... Basically, this is the end of Florida's uh, public education system because this will allow parents, any parents of any child, to say, you know what, I don't want to send my kid to public school. I want to send them to that weird uh, mega church school over here. And so I'm going to take my funding for my kid that would go into the public school system and take it in a voucher. And 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 give it to this uh, church school that will allow every parent in Florida to do that, that because okay. uh, they're not only diverting the money to the public school, you're getting additional taxpayer funding if the price of the private school exceeds what the public school education would cost. So there um, I went through the bill and kind of wrote about this um, on my son's Substack. There are um, instances where you could be paid or I guess rather the private school or religious school or whatever kind of school you want to send your kid to could be paid between 25,000 and 50,000 a year. And we don't spend nearly that much uh, per, per, per pupil in public schools. So you're not only stealing from the public schools that I pay for, you are stealing from tax dollars to get the additional funds to spend pretty much college tuition level expenses to uh, for a kindergartner. That that's insane. I know, you know, if you when my daughter was going into, I want to say seventh grade, it's fuzzy now. Um, my kid had bad ADHD. She hated school. She was a terrible student, She's smart, but not a good student. And I did put her in a different school, a private school for a short amount of time that I had to pay for because it was my choice to put her in that school. And, and it's I always pay- been a tax write-off as well. Anything that you put into education, you deduct from your annual taxes. Hmm. So it's not as though, I, I mean, people, I, I don't think, have a good firm grasp on how public education is funded to begin with. Like per pupil spending isn't like, this is how much it costs to put your single child through school. It's like, these are the total budget allocated the whole school and we're just going to divide it by the number of kids there and say that's how but that money also goes to facilities it goes through services you know your kid doesn't have a dedicated janitor at the school they don't have their own mini light bill that stuff goes to the whole pool and so by sucking out all of this money into public schools yeah they're trying to destroy it which has been i think a long-term gop goal for the last several decades and Florida's not the only place trying to do it no um but this is a huge step for a state that had been kind of dragging its feet towards it for a while. Yeah. And and the, the way he uses double speak, I'm going to play. It, it's under a minute. It'll even be less than that. This is him today when he signed the bill surrounded by kids and parents. And I, all I could think is looking at the faces of these people. Do you know what you're what you're 
they're applauding. And listen, to, I, I'm, I'm warning you. It's sort of the warning I used to give when I'd play Trump quotes. It's same thing because his voice is annoying and just, you know. You could just like way. put a picture of Fozzie Bear over him while he's talking so that we at least don't have to see him. Right. Like well, that's true. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm just going to play the audio. But I will put up. Um, well, let me play this. Here's what he said when he was signing this bill today. Florida is number one when it comes to education, freedom and education <laughs> choice. Yeah, he says and- freedom when he means fascism. What freedom do we have in education? We don't. Yeah, and, and what edu- freedom education ranking is this? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. to my knowledge, that's not a academically or peer reviewed um, metric system for measuring right. schools. And you know what? He goes into this whole thing. We're number one in this, and it's and they're all bullshit and metrics it's, that it's I'm not wrong too. Because Louisiana has had a a massive voucher system that has destroyed its public education um, system since really around Katrina and kind of the Reconstruction era in that state. Um, so Louisiana has been leaps and bounds ahead as far as school choice goes because they're decades behind here in Florida. And um, well, he can't he can't tell the truth to save his life. And we all know that he's statistically challenged. So it's not surprising he just invent his own numbers yet again. But um, yeah, I think that by continuing to be a voice to show people like despite what his minions may tell you on Twitter, living in Florida is hell. <laughs> and it's not good. No. And every day there's a new thing that adds stress. I mean, we have so many young people more suicidal than any historical point that they've been monitoring that, that they just decided not to monitor it anymore. Oh just God. not to ask because it's that bad. Well, and, 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 so- and okay. So here's another along that, those lines, kids, when they're grow- especially like middle school kids, and and younger high school kids, they need an outlet to talk about things, to learn about life, because oftentimes they don't get that information from their parents. So what happens here? We had that ridiculous don't say gay bill that they were now looking to expand. Originally, it was kindergarten through third grade. And then not technically, though. That was the thing I tried to warn people about in the language of that bill. Uh-huh. It specified that, but then there's a clause immediately after that and says, or at any age appropriate level. Right. That does not confine it to even a, you know, elementary school setting or any age appropriate level. And now, of course, that they've opened that door to say that it's not age appropriate to speak about these things at any grade. At level. any grade level. They're saying let people mention sex until high school. And not you know? now they're saying through 12th grade, they're going to stop. Yeah. So no sex education. Girls cannot talk about their menstrual cycles. Well, some girls live in households where the parents should not be parents, don't know how to do this. And that's why school is so important because she can go to school, talk to the nurse, find out what's going on with my body. And now they're saying girls can't even talk about their menstrual cycles unless they're in sports, in which case they want your daughter's menstrual cycle records. Yeah, that was another thing that happened. Um, I actually helped mobilize a lot of resources to get the Florida High School Athletic Association rule change in which they would be required to report their menstrual cycles um, rejected. They held an emergency hearing. They read some of the what they said were thousands of comments. My bad um, that they had received about it and um, decided not to add that. Um, It was like a huge it was a huge victory. And then a week later. 
DeSantis has the legislature promote propose a bill that gives him complete authority over the Florida High School Athletic Association. Oh my God! So even when you win here, when you live in, uh, and it's doing it again. I'm so sorry. A party, I- you know, supermajority fascist state where you have a dictator who's controlling everything. You don't win for very long, right. and when you operate like that with impunity, you get what we have. Yeah. And he keeps going. I mean, I don't know if the polling numbers are going to make him back off a little bit or not. I think probably not. I don't know why we're having this weird technical thing. I've been gone for a week. And of course, the gremlins, I guess, took over while I was gone. Sorry about I'm sorry about all the interruptions. But with the period stuff, too, it's it's not just about like those cases in which people need a basic education about menstruation, what it is and, and proper hygiene, which should be taught in a school, because that's where kids spend, you know, most of their waking hours at every single day. Um, it's about a culture that's demonizing women. Yeah. It's about making it taboo that women have these natural cycles that, you know, we can't exactly stop um, and forcing us to hide it and not talk to each other about it. Because it's it's like I said, it's not just those kids who really need that support system. It's also about making it so that girls don't feel comfortable casually talking about it with their girlfriends to see if maybe something's wrong. Well, they're you saying know? they're and, telling you that the human body is something to be. Be ashamed of no, and not, not talk about in public. He's just ours, apparently. Well, but no, apparently the male body <laughs> too, the because David thing. the David thing. So here's today's show card. I thought you might get a kick out of this. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, there's there's old Ron's face over David's, um, you know, manly parts. So not to, so as not to offend. They're teaching oh, children. I predicted this last month. I actually tweeted out a picture. I had the, you know, the uh, Venus. I had the statue of David and I had another famous painting. And I said, I wonder how Ron DeSantis is going to react to Western classical art, given all of the nudity, uh, not sex, all the nudity that's involved with, you know, some of the most famous pieces of artwork in, in human history. And I used the statue David as an example saying, like, can you actually like imagine if they made us put like a hanky over David's, you know, uh, penis. <laughs> right. And oh my God, a month later, a teacher or principal rather gets fired. Fired. Not giving two weeks notice and an opt out form in an art school, a classical school studying art about the most famous statue on the planet. And the kicker is I'm no fan of Peter Scorch because he does. He's an entirely, you know, you pay to get the articles in. Okay. He's the guy who writes the Florida politics blog. Right. Yes. And he got caught um, taking money to write pieces for favorable companies and for far right conservatives and then tried to claim that it's something called combination journalism, which is not a real thing. He's just at whoever's, you know, beck and call with whoever has the biggest pocketbook. But he apparently took a picture of the front yard of this school. And in the yard in the garden, um, there's a tiny Cupid statue that's naked. Uh oh. And so in the front with the with the parents would have to see their kids every single day if they were dropping them off or visiting the school or actually ever involved in their child's education at all, would have to see all these like naked little Cupid statues, and yet that's totally fine. But that's like, okay, right? In our class, got three parents angry enough that a principal had to resign. Oh my god! Yeah, the principal had to resign. The mayor of Florence, Italy, invited the school and the principal yes, to come see the David. I mean, it is a, it's a work of art, and what this tells children is that there's something dirty Shameful. about the human body. Well, this is very like 1980s Reagan-esque, you know, like. 
things like sex is dirty and yeah, wrong and right? also should be saved for the person that you love most in the whole world, which is not at all a confusing and conflicting type of mentality to give to people. Yes, it's dirty, nasty, wrong, and you should only do it with the person that you love, you know, or, you know, the kind of the anti-gay phobia that was popped up, obviously, in the 1980s under Reagan as well. And that's kind of being invoked. The trans boogeyman thing um, is still ongoing. You know, and it's going to get worse because I don't know if you heard, because I think this news broke just before it came on the air. But did you hear about the shooter in Nashville? They've identified her. I read rumors about it, but I hadn't seen it confirmed yet. And I did notice they're getting it wrong. As soon as I heard the. They're huh? getting it. They're getting it wrong too, because they're they're identifying her as a trans woman, and apparently, she was born a woman, but uses a male name and has a LinkedIn profile where uh, the pronouns they use are him, her, uh, trans, he, him. So, it was, so it's a trans man. A trans man, right? They're calling her him a That's, trans woman. It, it's uh, you know I get that it there's they're a, attacking trans women of course instead of trans men because they men don't feel threatened by trans men but they right. feel threatened by trans women um, lest they accidentally hit on somebody and then realize that their whole persona and belief system is a complete lie but but you know yeah, they're going to they're they're gonna use this to scapegoat again the trans community see they're mentally ill is, is their uh, is their uh, rallying cry that's incredibly ironic considering that i think 98 percent of uh, mass shooters or shoot multiple shooting death uh, perpetrators are white men yeah right exactly and guess what but we're this not allowed to was, talk about it being white men no and this you was know, a, a white man shooting. a white trans man this person identified as male, a white They're man. They're just going to focus on the trans. Of they course. don't care, honestly, which way it goes. Nope. They're going to try to scapegoat trans people, even though trans people are far more likely. I mean, it, the the numbers are so stacked against them as far as being victims versus perpetrators of crimes. Um they're being attacked relentlessly nonstop by people like DeSantis and everyone who follows them. You know, I used to think that I'll, and I, I will admit this because people are supposed to grow and evolve. I used to think that we were kind of shoving the, you know, the pro-trans stuff too much in the faces of people who weren't ready or willing or even able to accept it yet, because I didn't think it was actually the problem with most people. I was like, like, who are, why are we trying so hard like this? Like, do people actually have a problem with it? And I've realized recently, just looking at the comments on stuff, I was like, holy shit, you guys are seriously fixated on hurting trans people this is a thing i did not know existed and i thought we were all just trying to overcompensate i was like no 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 i was wrong there really is a whole community of people who a majority of unfortunately of republicans who want to hurt yes trans adults and children and i very quickly realized i was like nope we need it we need that and then some because uh i was living in a in a bubble um, right. Where I and, had never personally observed that kind of hatred. And so I was not fully educated as to how bad it and pervasive it was. It, uh, it is. And and look, we we're seeing they just hate. They hate. They hate. They hate trans people. They hate gays. They hate 
um, Jews. They hate blacks. They hate everybody who isn't them. And then I'm wondering about the black people that were standing besides DeSantis while he's signing this horrible bill that's going to kill public education in the state. They just pull in people for the photos. I mean, it was like when he went to that high school, they just asked a bunch of the kids to stand behind them. Yeah, it doesn't matter. One of the kids would even refuse to take off his mask even after DeSantis made fun of it for it so that half the time these people are just you know doing events and like oh yeah we're gonna invite so-and-so down they don't know what the hell's going on no and apparently don't even choose to be in photos most of the time according to that poor teenager who i gotta say has got it's pretty brave um to look Desanna's right in the eyes, he's like trying to mock and belittle them right and, and just, say no i'm gonna leave my eyes, mask on expressions he was like bullshit i'm not taking my mask off that's right (laughs) yep well you know and that's the thing we will survive because of the people who stand up to that bullying to that harassment and you're i hate to say you're the poster child for this rebecca jones so someone in the chat room just said i need to listen to her podcast where can they find your podcast um so it's a bit of a play on words it's misinformational but it's spelled m-i-s-s as in miss um informational.com uh we stream on big mouth media florida if you go to my um twitter page or any of my like link tree spots you'll see the misinformational podcast right there and i have my the link tree on the chiron as well so link tree yeah. slash geo rebecca which is your handle at twitter as well and instagram the other places yep that has all of my social stuff some of them i visit less frequently than others um but you can find uh, the podcast there and my Substack and everything and, else. And I'll put a link along with today's show where I post it. And the Substack, um, uh, RebeccaJones.Substack.com will get you yes. there so you can sign up for it. Um, and you are. You're, you're writing. You are. I mean, you said you step back from journalism, but you're doing journalism. I, I, I am spending a lot of time working on some things I can't really talk about Um I've also learned not to keep teasing other people's stories lest they get t- uh, caught up in legal um, for weeks at a time. So, uh, yeah, we've done a couple of or I guess I, uh, with some help, have done a couple of investigative pieces about DeSantis um, based on some records that were leaked to us and some things about Matt Gates based on the sources I have that were previously and also are currently working in his office. Um, so we got a lot of good information from his staffers, uh, current and former, they weren't former when we first started talking, um, which is part of that story as well. He went on several firing sprees trying to make sure he fired all the moles. He didn't get all of them, but, um, so there are some long-term investigative pieces that I'm working with other journalists with, um, because some of these stories, should we be able to get hard um, evidence of everything involved will end careers. And so they deserve the kind of backing of a major publication that I independently can't provide. So um, we're doing the work together. Good. Well, I hope, uh, you know, Matt Gates. He's going to have his day. I, 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 I have to believe it. Now, you obviously know him better than we do. I just look upon him in horror. But you ran against him. You live in the district. You're, you... He's never here, thankfully. Right. Uh, he was never here before I started running. He came around quite a bit when I was. So if nothing else, I accomplished getting Matt Gase to show up in his own district for a time. Um, and, and now he's gone back to like never being here, which is best probably for the teenage girls and boys in this area. But I only ever had to forcibly interact with him once. And that was during the debate 
which he did so poorly that he had them take it off of YouTube, but we got copies. And um, of course we had copies. And um, our debate is the only debate of that night that that, um, the local station hosted that's not on YouTube. And it's the only debate with him in six years that you can't find online. Oh, how interesting. So yeah, he he did very bad. Um, that, That was not great for him. And then one time accidentally... Sometimes I, I am a bit of a, a blonde. I started a conversation with him at an airport, not realizing who he was. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It's funny now. It's still <laughs> embarrassing. I feel like I just turned beet red. Um, so it was during COVID and everybody's wearing masks. Right. And, you know, I had never seen him in person and he, his weight yo-yos so much. You know, you don't know, like at the Trump rally the other day, he looked like he got fat again. And then, you know, when the news started breaking out about uh, the sex trafficking that he was involved with and that his best friend is currently serving prison time for, he lost a lot of weight really quickly. He looked almost emaciated. So it goes back and forth. And he was wearing a hat. um, So, you know, without the five head and the hair, (laughs) he's basically unrecognizable. But um, we had boarded and then um, had to get off the plane because of some technical uh, thing. I can't remember what it was now. But this was at the D.C. airport going direct flight to Pensacola. And after I got off, um, he saw me going in and saw me coming out. So he knew who I was the whole time. Uh, But I had no idea who he was. And I just started having there was this really drunk guy who was talking to them. I actually filmed it once I figured out who I was talking to, um, who was talking crap about the police and, you know, just other stuff and this man and this his wife were trying to like placate and stuff and then she said something he said something about her from being california and how they were there for work and that he lived over in, in fort Walton beach but he was from niceville and i was like i literally <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it dawned on you oh shit i think i was probably sitting there and i went like but you couldn't see it from under my neck. <laughs> And so I I took out my phone, I took a picture and I sent it to my campaign managers, one of which used to work for the Gates family. So he's put Matt Gates drunk in the back of cars and driven him home and he knows who he is. I said, holy shit, please tell me I have not been talking to Matt Gates and his wife for 15 minutes, oh not realizing who they are. Oh, God. Oh. Next to me back, like, yeah, that's him. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Polite. They were just these people who were kind of being hassled by this drunk guy who was clearly making them uncomfortable. And his wife was the one I was mostly talking to, and she was perfectly nice and fine. I don't think she knew who I was at first, um, not until I walked away and he told her that was pretty obvious. Um, but he knew who I was the whole fucking time. Oh, so he God. and I let him think this too. So he apparently went on this Twitter fit right afterwards. And of course, I'm not allowed on Twitter. This was in like November, December of 21. And so I can't even respond to any of this. And he's, I said something on Facebook about how awkward it was that I ended up doing this and sitting next to him. And, you know, he was all the way in the front of the plane and I was all the way in the back, but I traded seats with this veteran so he could have more leg room. It was like a whole thing. Um, He got really pissed about it and started rage tweeting about it. And it was very clear from the comments he was making that he thought I like a badass just walked right up to him, sat down next to him and his wife and just dominated this super nice conversation as some kind of power play. And I never corrected it because I was like, sure. Okay, sure. <laughs> That's, what it was. That's fine. That's what it was. It was a power play. Badass delusional play. moron. I yeah. did not know who you were. Of course I <laughs> I did. Yeah. I mean, that's me. 
So, but he he was apparently not happy about oh, that. God. Well, I have but, to believe that one day he is going to get what he deserves. He's got to because this well, smugness. Do they that, ever though? I mean, look how no, old Trump is. I know. Gone through his whole life being a dirtbag, and he's how old is he? In his eighties or seventies? No, he's in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah, he's in his seventies and still has not been held accountable. I mean, hell, they were thinking about charging him with a misdemeanor, which he would never do jail time for because it's his first offense and it's a business falsifying business records. If you know, kind of the expert chatter around that is to be believed, and they're acting like it's the end of the world and it's this huge witch hunt for a misdemeanor that he'll never go to jail for. When you have this long history of criminal activity that he's well, this never is just the first, with. and I have to believe I'm I'm tr- look. I remained optimistic about the 2022 midterm elections. I wouldn't go with everyone saying a red wave. I I wouldn't well, go there. Florida, it was and just everywhere else. It wasn't right. Yeah, Florida. Well, we could we could do a whole, a whole show on yes. that. But but there was not a red wave, and I refused to go down that rabbit hole. And with this, I believe that all there's going to be a mountain of stuff all falling on Trump about the same time. Uh, because uh, unfortunately, the wheels of justice turn very, very slowly. But I have to believe they will turn <laughs> and get there. I have to. I used to be that type. I used to think I need to believe that there will be justice because if there's not, what's the point? But I also have come to accept that truly awful people get away with doing truly awful things every single day. It's not always as public or as threatening to, you know, our democratic institutions is January 6th or stealing an election. But from the smallest scale to January 6th, there are bad people who get away with doing horrible things every single day. These people who stalk and harass me and threaten me, they get away with it every single day. And so it doesn't matter how the world is just, it doesn't balance itself out the way that it's supposed to. Well, off air, Rebecca, off air, I'm going to connect you with a friend of mine, Spocko, who's in the the chat room. He deals. He he goes after people. He he makes noise, and he wants to help you uh, 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 at least against these harassers. So I'm going to introduce you off the air, and um, maybe he can help you out uh, because that is just it's horrific. And I think about your kids and what you go through with people attacking you. Uh, look. I, you know, I, I tend to tweet before I think sometimes and I bring on the, the swarms of the maggots coming at me and I just go on blocking sprees. But 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 it still gets to me when you're being attacked constantly by people who, who you don't not. know. And, and you- that's weird. Something's changed for me, I think, in the last few months where I didn't used to. Like people would ask me, like, how do you deal with it? And I, I would just joke and say, you know, I get more than a hundred notifications every time I just pull down and refresh. I don't have time to go through all the hate mail. It's like, why would I anyways, there's such a small fraction of the interactions that I have. And all of that is still true. And my logical brain is still telling me that. I think what's bothered me most is the impact it's had on my teenage son. Mm -hmm. Um, That I can't do basic things with, to help other people without having to worry that they'll be targeted. Um, it's gone to such an extreme. Like, if you don't agree with me, don't agree with me. That's right. fine. You you can even call me a bitch and I won't think twice about it. Right. But to dedicate your whole life to trying to hurt me is a whole other level of fucked up. Like, I can't imagine me spending my whole life 
waiting for a complete stranger that I've never met and have had no like direct relationship with whatsoever, who's not a politician, who's not running for office, you know, especially when all this started, I hadn't even considered ever running for Congress. That was six months away and doing nothing but trying to hurt them, lying about them, posting like tabloid stuff that was debunked by the media three years ago and doing nothing but that all of the time. Yeah. There's something seriously wrong with a person who does that for free or takes it for a paycheck. I, I think free is worse. I, I think I've, after talking through this, I think free is much worse because for the other people, they could just see it as a job. Right. Right. And, and so they're yeah, getting paid to do up, it, be a mercenary. But, but, but doing yeah. this of your own volition because you're just a cruel asshole. And that's, you know, what it comes down to. Or but, mentally ill. And or, then I go back to, okay, well, if they're mentally ill, that's a little different, but I still shouldn't be subject. Twitter should not allow that to happen. No other platform would allow that a level of coordination and abuse no. to happen. But of course, my platform is so large on Twitter that it attracts, you know, random crazies. I just, I think I just want it to be a normal level of harassment and stalking. <laughs> And what you get every day on Twitter, normal level of harassment and stalking, and that would be fine. The same level that everybody else has to go through. I would be cool with that. Um, But this isn't that. No. And I've had people who have worked in climate science, actually the head of my largest academic organization tell me he has never seen anything as coordinated or as vicious as this. And he's worked in climate science and climate change for like 30 years and you know dan ellsberg the way that he talks about it 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 makes like putting me on his level and there's a whole other backstory behind that but um well you have a lot of people out here who are in your corner and i know it's sometimes easy to get you know to to doubt yourself when when the attacks are coming and you don't have the defenders standing up but i'm looking at the chat room and there's a you should if you go back, you need, to, you need to pick me up, go back and look at the chat because uh, they're loving you. They think you're a rock star and, and good for you and keep at it. You're tough. You're strong. And you're, you, you've got a much needed voice. So thank you for, for, for doing what you're doing. It actually, um, I hate the J.K. Rowling shit hurt Harry Potter because it really got me through some <laughs> dark times. There's um, something that Luna says to Harry uh, I think it was in the Half Blood Prince uh, when he's talking about how he like can't trust anybody, and she says, "I think that's what you know who would want. Well, he'd want you to feel isolated. He'd want you to feel alone, because then you're most vulnerable." And um, mm-hmm. I really just hate J.K. Rowling for fucking up Harry Potter. Yep, <laughs> I hear you. But you got to um, you got to but... separate it. Just you know what? Separate yeah. it. Well, separate and, it. and then there's the argument is like, should we know? I mean it. It, like the Michael Jackson kind I of same I know. line of thinking. I know. I have that struggle way, every day. That, I mean, it got me through some really dark times. And even as an adult still continues to provide wisdom about, you know, good versus evil. And I just keep going back to that, that, you know, it, she were Voldemort. She wanted him to feel isolated and alone because then he's at his most vulnerable. There you and go. he's his weakest. There, there's a line from a song, not one of my favorite songs, but it's a great line. Just take what you need. And you leave the rest. Take what you need and you leave the rest. And, and, and you know, you, you got to start. And I think you do take care of yourself. But we all need, this is advice for me as well. Take what you need. Leave the rest. Try not to let the assholes get to you. 
and know that you're you've got the higher ground here and and keep, and that's keep going comforting to an extent but i really think that you know we demand action on so many other issues and then when we look at things like what i'm going through online or what alexander vindman's gone through online mm-hmm. um his was very horrible um he basically did what I did just with a corrupt president instead of a governor. So a lot more resources directed at uh, defaming him. And why aren't we also demanding equally that there be accountability for that? Why is it that we tell people who are going when I'm through, he's like, look, you just got to ignore it. You just got to be strong. It's like, no, no, they need, they to, need stop to be stopped. Happening. I, we need to hold Twitter accountable and not continue to allow criminal activity on the platform that they oversee. And it's not as if they're not aware. I've personally reported these people probably almost a hundred times individually and nothing happens. I can't even report one of them. I took a video today of me trying to report one of these accounts and it's grayed out. I can't even report this person. And so it's just like, we need to demand accountability by social media, considering the the massive role that it plays in our information infrastructure, Facebook does not allow this kind of thing to happen anymore. They they learned from the potential crackdown that they were facing post 2016 that they had to make changes. And I don't know if it's going to take someone setting themselves on fire in front of Twitter to make them see it, but some we need to demand change there as well. There needs to be there needs to be accountability. Well, Elmo, look, uh, here's his accountability. He sent out an email, I guess, over the weekend t- telling his employees that they, they can get stocks and they're valuing the company now at $20 billion. He bought it just a few months ago for $44 billion. There's your great businessman for you. Well, a lot of people think that he bought it to destroy it. Ah, um, just very because possible. it was such a free exchange exchange of um, ideas and yep. had a lot of democratic principles, even yep. though I was unfairly banned from it. Uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I was restored by Musk under his you know restoration program for people who were silenced for political speech, even huh. though Twitter back then claimed that I was banned and my congressional campaign that didn't even exist then could not have an account because I overshared the link to a Miami Herald news article. So um, apparently, now I get the Miami Herald is kind of a rag, but all the newspapers that have been bought by these venture capitalist firms are, um, that's the problem. But we, yeah, this one was actually an impressive investigative piece by Sarah Blasky. She Mm. had worked on it for months. I literally handed her everything I ever had about, what happened at DOH. She wrote a huge expose basically establishing that everything in my lawsuit, um, as, or at that point, my whistleblower complaint was true. Um, it had just come out for a day or two before that. And they claimed because I was copying and pasting this, the URL, um, and no commentary on it with every post or anything like that in response to people harassing me directly on my own page that I was um, violating its spam oh my policy. God. And this was their justification for not allowing my congressional campaign to have Twitter access. I was one of only two in the entire country. The other was Laura Loomer. Interesting. Very interesting. We are bedfellows. <laughs> yeah. I've actually uh, gotten to know Laura a little bit. Um, we have a mutual investment in seeing the demise of Ron DeSantis. Good. And our piece truths will last for the duration of that and not a second longer. Um, But I've seen some things on the conservative side that I didn't even realize existed by 
being more aware of the things that she was doing. She has to face a disgusting amount of sexism from conservative men telling her that she needs to, you know, get married already and pop out kids and that her life doesn't mean anything if she doesn't. This happened yesterday. I was like, I said, well, I did not have defending Laura Loomer from sexist conservative trolls in my 2023 bingo, but I'm glad to get it out of the way now. Um, because she was saying like, you know, I, I work hard, you know, and I do all this work. And when I leave this planet, I want to know that I've had an impact and that is my passion and my drive. And all of these men, mostly men and some, you know, white women are commenting that, you know, you're a woman, your job is to have children. That's your mark on this planet. That's your, that's what you leave behind. And I was just sitting there like, we our side. <laughs> Although she's a little out there, I should have to she'd have to do a big one eighty, like maybe three sixty times ten yeah, to come around. I, I actually but mentioned that I said, you know, I really wish ideologically that you and I shared more in common <laughs> because you're unafraid to call people out, no matter how dangerous for you it might be. Um, and she spends most of her time now calling out DeSantis's people. So, like I said, shared interest on that front. Um, but is she a Trump fan? But if if she's, yeah, yeah, that's that's, the problem. She's a Trump loyalist. So (laughs) that's why. Um, but you know, for now she's helping and, um, (laughs) she has as a conservative resources to the conservative network, who's got dirt that we won't get. Mm -hmm. So that's helpful. Um, and unlike a lot of them that just kind of go with the, whatever is the easiest, even though I don't agree with her belief, she is very committed to them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit sticky. Uh, I think she probably feels the exact same way about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the same thing, but she's smart and she's not afraid of powerful people. No. And those are two things I can admire and find common ground with. Well, and, I, um, I, I, I'm in your corner. I'm not so much in hers. <laughs> But, you know, I don't care what your beliefs are. If you're a woman, you do not deserve the no. onslaught. And that is true. That you don't have to quit your job and have babies. Your life Ugh. is useless. I mean, I I kind of thought about that even after I said it, you know, like I never saw myself defend. I was like, you know what? I should defend any woman who yep. has to deal with this stuff. Yep. I got crap from uh, from Democrats for saying that I didn't care that Melania Trump Pose nude on magazines. That's her right. I, I'm not going to judge her for that. I don't care that, you know, Lauren Boebert only has a GED. My mom only has a GED and she's one of the smartest people I know. Or that Marjorie Taylor Greene looks extremely masculine. I was like, there are very <laughs> legitimate things about these horrible, awful people. Plenty to criticize. I was like, why don't you just think for a second that she is a man and then criticize her as if she's a man. Right. Like, we need to be able to do that. If, if we're really the progressive type of people, we need to just be able to say the things about any woman that we would say if they were also a man. And I don't feel like a lot of those attacks um, you would see if they were men. Right. No, you're and absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And and the double standard is there and the sexism. And look, today's Republican Party wants to take us back to I, I keep saying the 50s, but really long before they want to take us back to the Victorian age. They want Thomas us wearing chastity belts. Huts, and, you know, and, <laughs> right. You know, and you can only be with your husband. And if you've been de-virginized by anyone else, well, then stone her to death because she's not, you know, that's that's where their mentality is. And it's, you know, cover up the David because his penis is showing. Penises are nasty and disgusting and nobody of should course. see them. The human body is something to be ashamed of. Really? Yeah. So it's, I, it's a bizarre, like, 
self-contradicting and demonizing and hateful psychology that was very effective in the 1980s and that I'm hoping as we do have the resources of the internet that we have today that we can do a much better job of confronting and destroying now than we did back then. The, the unfortunate because part if we of it had is properly confronted some of this stuff back in the eighties. We may have been able to hold Reagan accountable during the AIDS crisis. Well, that's true. The unfortunate thing is, you know, we have access to all these tools, but so did they. And it's what's spreading the conspiracy theories and these these extremist groups are able to connect because of the internet. It's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, and we've got to figure out how to navigate it and stay, you know, on the right side of history, which is what the challenge is right now. Uh, Rebecca, we've gone way into overtime. I, we could talk for hours. I really enjoy talking with you. We're on the same wavelength. Again, you got a lot of fans in the chat room. Team Rebecca, I'm seeing. So you got a lot of supporters here. Um, don't let the bastards get you down. Keep on keeping on. You're doing great. And and we so appreciate the work you're doing. So thank you. Thank, thank you, Nicole. And thank you. I didn't actually see the chat while we were talking because I have the video up on my right. screen. But um, thank you for everyone who's here and participating. And I seem kind of like a down place right now. But, you know, things are not great in Florida. <laughs> no, they're them. not. No, they're not. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I scream about this guy all the time and what's happening here, because everybody needs to know. I'm sick of the 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 bullshit PR, you know, watch. Oh, everyone's moving to Florida. It's the fast growing state. It's also now the most expensive state. It's more expensive to live in Miami than it is to live in New York or L.A. right now. So. Or San well, Francisco. and actually, if you look at the trends and population shifts, it's actually consistent with the aging population and retirees that come to the state. If you look at the population changes for people under the age of 40, they're actually leaving the state in mass exodus. But of course, they don't want to talk about that detail yep. of that data because, as usual, they only believe the statistics that they make up. There you go. Uh, so we keep speaking truth uh, to everybody. Not only power, but definitely to power. Rebecca Jones, you do too. Find her uh, on the Twitters at Geo Rebecca. Go to her link tree because then you could get everything from there. I'll have everything posted on the blog at NicoleSandler.com slash 3-27-23. That's where I'll post everything. Rebecca, thank you so much. Stay in touch. I'm sending out the best energy to your niece possible. Um, you know, if we can do anything, if I can put out the call, let me know, uh, you know, whatever we can do. Um, I hate that you're in this situation. I'm so sorry. Please send our, our best wishes to your sister and to the baby and your whole family. Thank you. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Rebecca. We'll be in touch. Always appreciate it. Bye-bye. Uh, Rebecca Jones, everybody. And uh, yeah, she, you know, oh God, I feel horrible for her um, because I know, I know what it's like to have the swarm uh, go after you and it sucks. And it, boy, I, I've only had it on a tiny scale compared to what she's going through. It's just wrong because really all she did was try to tell the people of Florida what was really happening with COVID. Oy, oy, oy. Okay. With that, we're done. Uh, we are, we are done. Why am I buffering? Um, tomorrow's Tuesday laugh. You'll be here. Okay. And I will leave you with the news. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good night. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Well, it's been a week, but I'm back at the What's News desk. And what do you know? We're still waiting for the Manhattan Grand Jury to vote on whether to indict the former president. Just a reminder, 
the only person who said his arrest would happen on Tuesday of last week is that twice impeached failed former guy who continues his track record of lying every time he opens his mouth. He held a campaign rally this weekend in Waco, Texas, and apparently paid the city $60,000 in fees to cover municipal services up front. Well, that further angered authorities in El Paso, who are still waiting for payment for his rally there, held in February of 2019. El Paso City spokesman Laura Cruz Acosta confirmed that, quote, the Trump campaign has not submitted any payments for that debt. And she noted that their current tab is $569,000. Yeah, so that happened. And no, I will not be playing any clips from that Nuremberg rally. By the way, we're still also waiting for U.S. District Judge Matthew Kaczmarek to rule on a lawsuit challenging one of the two drugs used in medical abortions. The ruling of this anti-abortion activist judge could put an end to medical abortions around the country, even in states where it's still legal. More than 20 million people across the South and Southeast are again under threats of severe storms tonight, including cities like Houston and New Orleans. This coming as communities across the region are already working to rebuild following a horrific weekend filled with intense storms and destructive tornadoes. Mississippi was particularly hard hit, with at least 25 people killed and dozens injured. President Biden approved a disaster declaration for parts of the state. And here we go again. Monday evening storms are forecast with the potential for large hail and powerful wind gusts. Stay safe, everyone. Now, as bad as things are here in the U.S. politically, The situation in Israel is getting worse each day. The newly reinstalled, still under criminal indictment, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu fired Israel's defense minister after he called for Netanyahu's government to halt its push to overhaul the judicial system. Defense Minister Gallant's dismissal intensified fears that Netanyahu would follow through on this plan that would give government greater control over appointing judges and curb the Supreme Court's ability to overturn legislation. There's already been weeks of civil unrest and protest, but the firing of the defense minister led to massive protests with thousands of people taking to the streets Sunday in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Netanyahu's opponents say that his plans threaten the foundations of Israeli democracy. U.S. Senator Brian Schatz of Hawaii tweeted, I am in solidarity with all Israelis who are peacefully expressing their outrage. What Bibi is doing is alarming, appalling, and perilous for the relationship between our two countries. We stand for democracy. Thankfully, most of Congress agrees. But Republicans? Eh, Not necessarily. Now on to Ukraine where President Zelensky called on the U.N. to address Russia's latest nuclear blackmail. He was talking about Vladimir Putin's plan to station tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus with rhetoric that NATO called, quote, dangerous and irresponsible. U.S. officials, though, have downplayed the move, saying that there are no indications Russia will use nuclear weapons. Analysts also say that Putin's use of the word nuclear is a distraction to scare the world while his military operation in Ukraine is faltering. The city of Philadelphia is monitoring its drinking water following a chemical spill upstream in the Delaware River on Friday. Three different chemicals leaked into the river when a latex product spilled. But according to city officials, none have so far been detected in the city's water system. Yeah, so they got that going for them. One of the chemicals was butyl acrylate, 
a hazardous compound recently identified in the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, which could pose problems for residents' health in the long term. It just never ends. Elon Musk continues his destruction of Twitter. Over the weekend, the new owner sent employees an email offering them stock grants that value the company at about $20 billion. That's less than half of the $44 billion that Musk paid for Twitter back in October. And some people still think he's this great businessman? Well, they do with Trump, too, so go figure. And finally, officials at the museum in Florence, Italy, that's home to Michelangelo's masterpiece, The David, on Sunday invited families from the Tallahassee Classical School to visit. This after the school's principal, Hope Carasquia, was forced to resign last week when a parent complained that a sixth grade art class was shown images of the most famous statue in the world and said that the nude male figure in the statue amounted to, quote, pornography. The principal was accused of violating a school policy that requires notifying parents before, quote, controversial lessons. The mayor of Florence also tweeted an invitation for the principal to visit, saying it was, quote, ridiculous to confuse art with pornography. You think? I got- 